you know, as we do this, I, I feel like one day we're going to need a producer, right? I want to say hello to everybody. We don't have any music. We don't have any theme song. We don't have any sponsors of any kind. Um, I will. Maybe I'll say I'll say Yoda is our sponsor, right? Because because he's there watching. Queen of England is also here. Um, Nice. <laughs> she dances when the sun's out. Nothing as regal as Queen Elizabeth II dancing. Um. Anyways, so hello. This is our first real podcast. Um. Today we're going to figure not talk about bobbleheads and dancing toys, but um. What we're going to talk about is, well, technical things. And um, both Anton and I are going to try and give you guys a, a quick rundown of something we like or interested in or whatever today. So um, with that, um, anything you want to say, Anton, before we do something? And I'll, I'll go first to... to make you feel better yeah i was kind of thinking about how you guys doing antoine by the way <laughs> uh i was thinking about powershell like where did they come up with this you know where did they come up with powershell the the name at least but i guess i can go ahead and read the history on that another time so yeah let's uh let's get to it i'm excited you know uh, powershell i'm super passionate about powershell i've been learning it for like the last five years and you know it's like almost every day i learn something new about powershell and a different way to implement it and you know in so many ways so you know it's i have fun with it i, I can't i can't lie about that so i mean i mean we're all here listening to this we're excited about this because we're we're on it and the people that are that are subscribing and and doing this are on it too Right, they're into it. Um, you know, as I tell people when they when they ask me about stuff like this, I, I point out PowerShell. You know, well, Microsoft is a jobs creator platform. They leave giant gaping holes, but they gave us PowerShell to help fill those holes. That could be Absolutely. taken the wrong way. Um, <laughs> I think, um, you know, it, it definitely does help, you know, fill some gaps and make life a little easier when you can, you know, string together some commands, you know, to stop having to manually do something every single time a certain situation happens, you know. Yeah. So I definitely am very thankful for that in a lot of different aspects, for sure. And it's also great for pranking. Because usually the people you're pranking have no idea what's going on. Um, you know, uh, I used to manage a team, and one of the things to kind of gauge something about the new team member is I would make pop-ups come up on their screens, um, just to kind of gauge their re reactions and responses, and kind of help them figure out, hey, how did this happen and why did this happen? Um, you know, it, it was good fun. 
Um, I enjoyed it, and I, I think everybody who who was a victim of the prank got a good laugh out of it too. And we're in and got to learn something new, right? Um, you know, I utilized some obviously PowerShell, but also some old systems within Windows to to make that that prank look legit. Yeah, I think you got me once when it made me panic a little bit. I had to <laughs> talk to security. I'm like, hey, hey, I, I, I promise I wasn't watching anything strange, but uh, <laughs> this uh, pop-up showed up. And yeah. I, know, I had one I guy who, there, there was one guy who used to be on the team who spent, gosh, three days like doing doing scans with multiple pieces of um antivirus anti malware um tools to kind of figure out what was going on what was making these pop-ups happen um even better i had it come up in russian for him so that he would that would make him even more scared um you know and finally it, it took him four days to come and say something like hey something's going on which was a little concerning that it took four days to like admit that something was going on on his machine. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of almost panicked. I'm like, oh, no, I can't have this like unknown situation on my computer happening right now. I need to, I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, this is something like people will be like, you shouldn't prank your coworkers like that. I mean, this was something minor. This was something simple, but it also is, is a door to understanding one, how to look through event logs at what's going on. Because if you looked at event logs, you would have seen um, at the exact time these things are popping up that there was a connection being made by, um, by an account, right? You see those login, that login, um, you know, you, you may not see the actual command that depends on how your Windows environment's configured for logging events because Windows logs a lot, but some, some things aren't completely logged. But as soon as you see, hey, this login from this location, you pretty much can say, ah, I know who's doing this. I know what's going on. And, but I will freely admit, like, on any desktop team, a lot of people on those teams are very slow to go, let me look at the logs and see what's going on. Um, but that was something I tried to instill in people's, like, look at the logs, right? If you want to know what's going on, look at the logs. Uh, that's my, that's my favorite brand of pain right there, looking at the logs in PowerShell. <laughs> Uh, and you know, it's, I, I guess it takes a special kind of person to do something like that, but you know, in, in my defense, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm usually, you know, I like to have a PowerShell window open and if I want to see what's going on real quick, that's like one of the fastest ways I can just run a quick command and I can see, you know, what's, what's happening. I can filter down the time and then. It feels like the uh, the event uh, the event log viewer. Mm -hmm. it, it's like uh, it slows down when you're trying to you know jump in oh, between yeah. logs and look. But with PowerShell, I can quickly you know generate the logs right there in the console. In addition to that, I can take the the index of a specific event 
and I can put it in a variable and then I can read what that message is. I can have what time this event happened. You know, that that's one thing I love about PowerShell. It makes it very, it's very, it's a very useful tool if you want to examine certain things as well. Oh yeah. Um, I will say like, so, you know, you're right about like looking at logs through, through PowerShell. Um, versus looking through the GUI. The GUI is not fast, the GUI is slow. And then when you have logs that have thousands and thousands of, of entries, it takes a very long time for it to populate. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, using PowerShell is much faster. Um, with that said, I do, I wish I still had a copy of it. I did actually like years ago, write something in PowerShell to bring up the logs and it was much faster than the, the event viewer. Um, oh, that's interesting. I would like to see yeah, that. I just stopped you. I stopped using, well, when I came, when I came to DRW, I didn't, I didn't bring my code from my old company. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. That makes so, sense. Right. <laughs> You know, is there? I mean, one, there's there's a moral aspect to that, right? You you don't want to be doing, you, you don't want to be stealing code from your company, but also, um, you don't want to, um, you don't want to be seen as that that guy, right? Like the one you can't that a company can't trust. Um, you know, but this is code that I, if if I felt I needed it, I could have rewritten it. Um, I'm not in a position now where I need it, but could I rewrite it? Absolutely. Um, now I'm saying this. I'm saying this, and and I wanted to say my favorite tool um, over the years that I use is this. Uh, now owned by Sapien uh, PowerShell Studio. It's I mean it's been owned by Sapien for. I don't know how long now, but I, I've used it for a very long time. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, I, I mentioned like, you know, I for the listeners here, I used to lead the desktop support team here at DRW. I'm saying here at DRW, this, this, this podcast has nothing to do with any company, but we worked, Anton and I worked together. Um, but um, I led the team for, for a long time. And um, one of the things about, I, I had come from a Windows Server administration role to be part of the team when I came to DRW. So my old company, I was a server admin and came to DRW, joined the desktop team to bring in some automation and some change and everything. Um, so I, I wrote tons of tools for the team, but I, one of the things that I ran into was a lot of members of the team had no experience with PowerShell, did not have, did not want to invest the time. I'm, I'm going to say it like this, did not feel that that investment would pay off to learn how to script and to learn some of these other tools. So 
I would make tools. Um, and members of the team just were not eager to open up a PowerShell console and type in the commands that were needed, right? Um, you know, you'd have to fill in some a form, right? And if it's on a, a command line, they didn't want to do it. So they jumped off to doing it the old way manually, let's say modify user data, right? They'd go into um, Active Directory and modify the, the item directly. So I, I was quick to come over to, I was quick to utilize the features of PowerShell Studio that were, now PowerShell Studio, wonderful IDE, has lots of features. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna go over all of them now. One of the things I wanted to go over though is the thing that, that really made this extremely valuable to me and to the desktop team. Uh, I think it's even still well used well after I've left the team. Um, but let's say you're writing a script, right? Yeah, you, you know, this one seems pretty simple. We're not gonna go through any of the code here. Notifies notify users GUI, pretty straightforward. Uh, this was written to notify users logged on to machines throughout the company. And we target a group of machines. I'd use this to target those machines. It hooks into um, configuration manager to get the list of machines. Then it goes and connects to each machine. It does a couple of things, but the it does more than notify users, but one of the things it does do is it goes logs into the machine. It gets it gets who's logged in, who's actively logged in, um, and and extracts their and we're able to get their email address, send them an email, and say, hey, you know, this computer you're on, this is going to happen, right? Windows updates. Um, an OS upgrade, et cetera, et cetera. The, it was used to notify those people. And when you have hundreds, thousands of people you've got to notify at the same time, and you're not sure who's logged on to machines, because sometimes they're named generically, sometimes they've got a name on, but they're not the people that are actually working at the company anymore. It, you know, there's lots of reasons for this. This solved 95%, it's 95% good. Right, that five percent—you'll never get that five percent. Um, anyways, so the thing I like about it is we have a designer field, right? So we'll go to designer, why is nothing popping up? All right, well, screw you, right? Um Anyways, it has a. <laughs> that went left real fast. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did, didn't it? Um, I forgot that I didn't. I didn't put a design on this one. So let's let's open up one. Um, that actually does have a design associated with it. Um, you know, this this is what happens when you when you're trying to do double duty. Um, oh, this one definitely has. Um, 
so I, I assume you're gonna you're gonna get to this point at some point, but um so when you're designing, so I imagine you're designing um a GUI for PowerShell scripts. That's right. That's right. And so this GUI, um, is it what um what kind of forms is it? Is it you know the old Windows forms? Is it Yeah, it utilizes uh, old Windows forms. And I, I fine, I'm I'm failing at this right now because that one didn't pop up a, a GUI either. What this one doesn't really have a GUI. All right. But what it'll do is if we do designer, let's see if we can come up with a design tool here. Do, 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 do. Where's that's the file browser? All right, let's You know, one of the you know, other. if if I can't laugh about like I I screwed this, up. it's our first video, it's our first one. All right, so we're gonna screw. all right. Suffice it to say, I I, I thought I I was gonna throw this up quick, but you write your script. Let's say you're bringing in a bunch of input. It gives you a GUI, right? Uh, that GUI goes a long way into making life uh, a much better place. Now, um. So you get this form for the, the and in my, for me, it was, I got all these people working under me. They want to be quick. They want to be efficient. They want to get things done. Okay, let's get the GUI. They can copy paste into that. It's, they can view things instead of saying like, let me put the username in, hit enter. Oops, I typoed the username. Well, it's already on the go. It's too late now. You're, we're, gonna, we're, we're committed, right? We didn't, I didn't want that, right? I wanted something that was, that was easy for them to do. And so it gives a Windows form. It's not pretty. Um, I'm actually going to pull up something that has some of the stuff here. Let's see. Um, but it brings it, but you get this GUI, you get this form, you, you know, you can line things up nicely. Anybody who's tried to create the forms by hand understand like it's hard to line things up and then people will expand and shrink those forms to adjust to their needs. This lets you kind of see how it looks. Um, the other part to this that I was extremely important to me was the, the ability to build um to build exes now these exes aren't compiled exes what they are is wrappers for uh, um for the powershell script to run within but at least a couple of years ago getting a powershell script to run properly in something like sccm was kind of a pain in the ass um and also, again, back to my earlier argument about some members of the team struggled with the, you know, doing scripting. And many of you professionals understand like first level support teams. A lot of people have no idea what a PowerShell script is. That's no offense to them. They're early on in their careers. A lot of them will learn and become great scripters. Some of them may never do it. That's not to pick on anybody. That's just 
the nature of the beast, right? It depends on the environment they're in. It depends on what their goals are and their motivations are. So be it. Absolutely. I've told a few people myself, uh, I'm like, you know, PowerShell is awesome. It's, it is a yeah. very uh, useful thing to learn, but you don't have to learn it in order to, yeah. you know, succeed in the IT field, you know, but yeah. it is very useful for you if you do decide to take that on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the other part to this was the package. So we can do build and do settings. So, like, I'm just going to jump into settings, right? Uh, because build's another part of this. In settings, we have the different versions of PowerShell. Now, I'm go I'm going to say this, right? Like, uh, all right, so PowerShell deprecated, obviously not being used. That's for PowerShell core or PowerShell 6, however you want to refer to it. That's what that's for. I never used that feature. I've tried using PowerShell 7.1, but I've run into issues when I built with that. So I currently still use, for the most part, Windows PowerShell. Uh, most of the, the EXEs I'm running are on Windows anyways. So um, that's fine. You know, but you can see the various options here, right? Um, PowerShell core command, it'll just, it'll actually bring up the blue screen to spit out stuff. Um, the same with Windows PowerShell command line. Um, command line, silent, silent hides everything. Um, that is wonderful if you've got tools that you run on machines locally. If you're an administrator, you run you run these things locally, and you don't want anything popping up. That is absolutely perfect, right? Um, like a data collection tool. Um, Windows application. This is either either sorry either of these two will get you an interactive window that you can work with. But uh, for most of my things, I've used where I need an interaction. I use the Windows form. Um, Windows service, I've never actually used, but it lets you set up the service type. It gives you all the tools that make a service work nicely. Um, tray app, Windows, and a host dark mode Windows application. I have not used that yet. Um, the issue I've had with PowerShell 7, and we can see a lot of the same features here. The, the issue I've had that is a lot of libraries seem to be missing, and so it's not running well for me. I, it doesn't run complains about things missing. So I don't know what's going on. I haven't spent enough time to to work that out. Um, you get to go to output settings. You get to give it the file name. You get to generate config files, et cetera. This, is, this folder here is where it spits out the exe. Um, if you need alternate credentials, you can put that stuff in here. Or you can run as current user, impersonate user, run as user. Um, you can set up a manifest. I haven't written anything that requires a manifest or I make use of it. Signing, if you're in a very secure environment, which we are, you know, here's where you'd put in the certificate. Uh, there has, there's multiple places you have to put in. I think there's another place you have to put in the certificate as well because it still shows up as some kind of generic Sapien certificate if you only put it in this place. If you have any restrictions, that's here. Version information, copyright information, icon files. You can always have fun with icon files, right? We were just there. 
build commands, that if you have works. any special build commands, that's this is where you'll put it. Product details, if you want to put that in here. I mean, a lot of these things are being written for here in the company. So some of these things I leave empty anyways because they don't matter. So Files I'll, and I'll just just to stop you, your video, I'm not even, I didn't even realize. I, it. Oh, crap. It's a, it's already 24 minutes. So anyways, I'm just, I, I thank you for telling me. I, I'm just, I just wanted to say this is a useful tool. I'll probably get more in depth in one of our um, bigger meetings. Um, so maybe next month in February. Your, your screen half froze. So it's like still showing just the send mail. Oh, it did. So, oh, it is. Yeah, okay. So it never, it never. I never seen any of the other uh, activities that you were showing. So. Oh. Well. Yeah. So the people who are listening to this, they'll be fine. The the other people who are seeing this are going to complain. I'm sorry. This is our first time. You. Uh, yeah, just listen as well. You don't yeah, have to just, just listen. <laughs> you, you, you're, those of you look that are listening, you're not missing anything in the view thing because I screwed up. All right, but suffice it to say, you get some nice tools, and if you're trying to build for a broad audience, this is a great tool. Um, absolutely, yeah. Oh, it opened up it. another window. That's why I didn't realize it opened up another window. When I was doing this, so I'm I'm sharing the window, and it opened up another window. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna let you talk, Antoine, because I've I've owned this. You can talk now. It is not, I'm, well, I'm, I'm talking I mean, too much. No, you're perfectly fine. But uh, the only thing for right now, you know, this we're wrapping up our first um, podcast episode. Um, for those of you who all tuned in, uh, we appreciate you all coming down once again. You know, we're doing this. I guess, you know, out of our own free uh, free time and, you know, we're just trying to, you know, spread information and, you know, help people better understand <clears throat> some of the things about, you know, PowerShell for sure. Um, if you need references or anything, I would definitely go to docs.microsoft.com to, uh, they have all the documentation for PowerShell that you, that you can uh, use and more. Um, I think another thing that we use to uh, learn as well, you know, YouTube, of course, there's tons of YouTube videos. Um, also, I would say, um, what is that, PowerShell and a month of lunches? Yeah. Book. That, that's also a great resource if you, you know, looking to get your feet wet. Uh, it, it, you can start almost anywhere, uh, no matter what level you are, you know, beginner to advanced. I guarantee you there's something in these, in the books, on the website that's there that you never knew. And it's always best to keep learning, keep improving and making it better. So, you know, especially if you have to leave a place, the, uh, the next person that comes in doesn't have to guess, you know, what you were trying to do. And it I'm... makes it easier to maintain code for sure. How did you learn PowerShell? Was it through the 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 30 days of lunches? No, so but that did help. Uh, that did help better my understanding. Um, when I was learning, uh, we had a need for. I thought we had a need for a scripter, but nobody else did. So uh, at first, I was learning VB script, and then you know I was scouring um, the internet and going across the Microsoft sites 
and I kept hearing about PowerShell and C Sharp, and you know, eventually I just decided, you know, let me let me take a look and read up on PowerShell, and <clears throat> I did a lot of tutorials through the Microsoft website. I did uh, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, at one at one point, I had access to Pluralsight, and uh, I was watching a lot of their uh, study material. In addition to that, um, and then you know, just practicing. And like by the time I got to uh, to the company I'm at now. Um, I had only I knew the basics like I knew uh, how to do I knew how to um, formulate a command and to try to get some information or to try to install software via PowerShell and then you know just how basic commands are constructed how to go and find certain commands based on certain words um, getting computer information and then how it'll filter through that computer information and then by the time I got to the our current current company. Um, I started learning how to uh, create advanced functions and, you know, uh, logging and doing pester tests. And, you know, it's it, it, PowerShell is definitely a hole you can fall down and for probably almost the rest of your life. And then they keep coming out with new stuff as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely excited about the future and always learning more when it comes to PowerShell because it, it's made my life easier in a lot of, a lot of different ways. Cool. I, I I just remember you had some experience when I hired you. Um, yes. But I don't think I ever asked in detail, or maybe I did and I just forgot. But now we're here being humans and talking about this stuff. I mean, uh, I will say like it, it it's nice to help people learn about this stuff and get resources because when I learned, I learned from a crazy person. Um. Well, I learned from two people. Um, one was absolutely nuts, but absolutely genius. The other one was a great and wonderful person, and I still keep keep in touch with both of them. Um, one of them got me into cycling. Um, you know, the other one managed me for a while, for for a few years, um, and they were both wonderful people. And but there was nothing formal, so it was like. Hey, here's this script. Can you fix it? Right. And I think we, at first, I knew some VB script and then I learned Python because, you know, I was, PowerShell wasn't quite there yet and we, we needed data. We needed to be able to do things and Python had the tools to do it. Um, and eventually, what happened was it was, hey, let's, convert this inventory script um, from Python to PowerShell. And so I took that on and built some other things on, on top of that. And here I am now, right? Like there was no formal learning. It's like, here, you're just going to do this, right? And um, yeah, and I think I made a point to the people who um, here at DRW, I made a point to like teach people um, because I wrote so many things, I didn't want those to go to waste because I think prior to me, people would write scripts and then they'd linger and die and, and they were forgotten. And so, because the knowledge didn't transfer, it didn't pass on. Um, and I think teaching people also made me stronger. Um, Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. Oh. oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to share one story uh, before you wrap it up. 
so um, my previous job, it was a school district. And, you know, like every every place where you're doing, you know, uh, software distribution updates and everything, you got to make sure the software is installed. So we've got, you know, these massive, I think there were like 20 schools in the district. So, you know, you got everything from kindergartens, kindy, uh, kindergartners to high schools. And you got like these huge high schools and huge elementary schools. And we had carts of Windows laptops and we're trying to make sure software that these kids need for testing is installed. Now, imagine SCCM is not working. <laughs> and you need to get every, every one of these computers had the software installed. And at the time, I did not know anything about scripting. So I'm literally having to copy the file over to the computer, double click the file, uh, run it as administrator, put in my credentials. And like, I'm doing this over and over and over. And eventually this is what was like, kind of drives me to like, okay, I need to have a script because I can't live my life like this at all, you know? <laughs> so for people, you know, yeah, I remember that that can be a story for another day when I was making fun of the SCCM admin you had over there. Not, you hadn't even told me much. And I go, you're the kind of person that puts, that does installers through the program section instead of through the application installation tools. And you were like, yeah, I'm like, um, he was a good guy, though. No, don't he, I'm not saying he's not a good guy, right? But uh, I mean, he reminds me of so many people who, you know, who I'll say struggled with SCCM. It's it's a tough thing to get to know and to master. Um, and a lot of people get frustrated, drop off, go to other tools, Ansible, Chef, etc. All those platforms are great, right? I'm not going to badmouth them. You know, but it takes a lot. There's like this initial thing like, oh, I can get this done in SCCM. And then some people kind of don't dig deeper beyond that. So I just remember like mocking that person because of that. But at the same time, I understand. <laughs> it's like there, there's a lot to pick up there. Uh, I was in it for Absolutely. a long time. <laughs> SCCM can definitely be very uh, daunting uh, in the beginning, for sure, because there's a lot of different things you can do. It's daunting even after you've been doing it for a decade or so. <laughs> true story. <laughs> That's definitely a true story. Uh, you know, like no matter how much you know, it's still like it, it still kind of hits. It, it still kind of kicks you in the butt. Um, there's always something new with SCCM for sure. Yeah, uh, and at least they keep they keep evolving the platform, right? And they keep making it more and more useful as time goes on. It's definitely very versatile now, especially with the integration with uh, Azure and um, Intel. So you know, I'm definitely excited about getting my fingers into those modules as well. But you know, we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, Antonio. I guess it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, people. Remember, right. we're doing this for free. It's, you know, if you're not excited, fine. So 
But hey, we're well, that, we're gonna keep feeding you same. stuff. That's not to say donations are accepted for sure. Yeah, we're <laughs> so. all the costs associated with all of this are coming out of our own pockets. All right. Um but we hope you enjoy. We hope you come back for next time. Later. All right. Later.